0: Welcome back to the More You Grow podcast. I'm really excited. Becca is the first guest of 2022, and we had our last talk about numerology, and a lot of people wanted to know more, and I wanted to know more, so I decided to ask Becca if she would be open to coming back on the show and talking a little bit more in-depth about numerology, but what's really funny is when I went to ask her, she already was asking me. So like we had the same thought. So welcome back, Becca.
1: Thank you for having me, Sarah Beth. I'm very excited to be here and talk through everything.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm so psyched. And like, we've talked a little bit about this behind the scenes, make sure that you listen all the way through, because we're going to tell you how to do this for yourself. Um, and then of course, if you have any questions, like you can reach out to Becca and I'll give you all of her info again, but, Um, yeah, just super, super excited to dive back into this, but let me start by asking you, how are you feeling today?
1: I am feeling good. It was a good week. I am, you know, just working through business growth and that can be a challenge, but yeah, I am, you know, here for it and ready to take the challenge. So yeah, all good on my end.
0: I love that. I, I feel like I've had the opposite week, but like, I'm really excited to dive into this because spirituality and that practice, I think, is something I haven't been diving into as much lately. Actually, this morning, I just downloaded another Deepak Chopra book because I felt like I just needed to immerse myself back in that kind of mindset. Um, So I'm just thrilled to talk about this today. And yeah, so tell me a little bit. So you've been... I know in the last show you told us a little bit about your grandfather past and that's when you started you know kind of really getting into numerology and things like that. Um, so tell me a little bit more about that and like the research you've done and and what you came across. So uh, back in 2017,
1: my grandfather passed away. Mm-hmm. He uh, was a huge part of my life. I saw him every week um, without a beat missing a beat. and when he passed away, I started to see the repeating numbers. Like that's one of the signs as to like a spiritual awakening or something, you know, tap into that. Mm -hmm. So I realized like one, two, three kept showing up. And so I leaned harder into that instead of ignoring it. And there were people in my life, my life at the time that didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. So kind of quietly worked on it and just did slow research, trying to figure it out. And then, finally everything clicked, I would say about a year ago as to like the direction I have to take with this. So
0: yeah, I'm still an
1: amateur with it. Yeah. Anything I say is just things that I've learned.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's great. And I, I actually love hearing from people that are just discovering it for themselves too. I think it's important. Like we're all beginners. We all start somewhere. Um, And I think it can really like growing together has a huge impact on people. So I'm just so excited that you're going to share what you've learned with us. Tell me or tell everybody, I guess, a little bit about what numerology can do for you. So you're
1: given a number when you're born, it's your birthday, and that can determine a lot about who you are, the way you react to certain situations. And it gives you a full overview of where you may struggle in your life. So if you're missing certain numbers, because it's one through nine, Mm -hmm. and even if you have a zero in your chart, it means spirituality is there, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have a, it's kind of like a null in a way. Um, But that can help you navigate your life and understand your strengths and your weaknesses.
0: Yeah. That reminds me a lot of like chakras when, you know, it's open or closed and things like that. Yep. That's yep. cool. Very similar to that. And especially because it's numbers and mm-hmm.
1: while we're doing one through nine and there's seven chakras, mm-hmm. they still are within each other. And so like the number mm-hmm. seven is connected to the chakras because we have seven of them. So you'll learn more. You'll hear more about that when you research the number seven.
0: Oh, I love this stuff. That is just so So, okay, so how do we tell me a little bit more about the numbers and maybe like what each of them means? Because you touched on seven, that's super interesting. What about the other ones? So in
1: mathematics, to a mathematical scientist, these things are just symbols, they're comparative quantity, but in metaphysics, numbers are a more profound significance and they provide direct knowledge. So one is the physical number. It is the expression of the ego, and without ego, human life would not exist. Yeah. Because that's really what drives us. And if you have control of it or not, it's what's going to take you through life. Mm-hmm. So, one is the absolute number, it's the sign of divine expression, and it's the key to verbal expression and our communication skills. Okay. Number two is the first spiritual number or the feeling number. And it represents the duality of humans and the symbol, and it symbolizes the gateway of our sensitivities. Mm -hmm. So it really wants us to be a part of a pair. And it's also the number of our intuition. Okay. Three is, um, the first mind or thinking number. It's a gateway to our conscious mind. And it focuses on the left brain activity. It's the key to memory and it symbolizes the triangle because we have the three points and it connects the mind, body, and soul. So when okay. we get into the birth chart, you're going to see the importance of a three. So if you have a three, just kind of keep that in the back of your mind in your birth chart.
0: Okay. So are you left-brained or right-brained? I am very right-brained. Yeah, me too.
1: <laughs> I have, and Sarah, so what we're going to do is we're going to break down Sarah's chart.
0: Yeah. I'm so excited
1: after I broke Sarah's chart down, it makes so much sense. that scares me. It's (laughs)
0: It's,
1: it's like, it is scary truth. Like when you break it
0: down, you're going to be like, this is wild. Um, Yeah. Have you ever taken like a personality test and you didn't like what it said because it was like, so on point, it kind of felt like you were being attacked. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Been there. I've had to
1: work through a lot of them. Because it's like, (laughs) how is this so spot on? And it really makes you wonder, like the world we live in, we're very Western and we're very like um concrete in our thinking. It's like, how does this number correlate to who I am? Just because I'm born on a certain day, on a certain year. Yeah. But It's so, it's, it's crazy.
0: I've literally fought my life coach because I'm like, I'm not like that. But like inside, I know I'm like, that. you know (laughs) it, you know it, you know it. And that's just your ego being like, oh, wait, I I'm like that. No. Yeah. (laughs) It's so frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm excited to hear. Okay. So that's super interesting. All right. Let's go with four. Okay. So
1: four is a number at the center of the physical or the doing. Mm-hmm. And it's the key to orderliness, practicality, and organizing. Mm-hmm. And it's symbolized by the square because we have the four points. And that is the basis of practical construction.
0: Oh, I like so if you shades. have
1: a four, you're going to mm-hmm. be more practical.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Five is the center of the soul or the feeling. And when we break down the birth chart, you're going to see it's directly in the middle of the chart. Okay. It's the spiritual number re- representing love and the freedom of expression. Okay, cool. Six is the center of the mind or thinking, and it represents creativity and the integration of the left and right brain. Mm. It also represents the opposite of creativity, which is destruction. Mm -hmm. So if you're someone with a six in your chart, you may face negative creativity, which comes out through worry, stress, anxiety, and depression. So you can work, you can have this trait, but it'll work against you if you're not
0: aware of it. I've never thought of it that way as negative creativity. Cause my yeah. mind when it's negative, definitely gets creative. You're yeah.
1: rolling, you're thinking, you're making crazy um, assumptions. Yeah. 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 That yeah. is it, and so, that's another part of it. That's you know, so we, interesting. We like have to figure out like, okay, creativity. We think it's great. Right. But in what way is it not? Wow. How are we creating and making our life harder?
0: That is crazy. I, yeah, I know. I'm getting increasingly excited to hear about my chart. I'm sure other people yeah. are thinking like, I can't yeah. wait to hear about my chart and figure it out. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So number seven, I'm excited to hear because that sounds like a pretty powerful one. So. Yeah. So we already talked about it. It's, we have seven chakras
1: in our body. That's our power centers and yeah. the different ways we express ourselves. And so it's the symbol of the temple or the human body. You are uh, you are your temple, the body Mm -hmm. you live in. And so that gives us this practical philosophical experience. Uh, so you're a living being within a body trying to find your purpose. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So then that moves us into eight, which is the most active spiritual number. It's a number of wisdom expressed through intuitively or is wisdom expressed intuitively through loving action. Okay. And it brings independence into focus. And Sarah Beth, you have an eight in your chart and you are very independent.
0: So I mean, you moved to Michigan, you've done all these different things. And I was just like, Wow, that's Sarah Beth right there. It's so funny because as you were reading that, A, of course, I resonated with that number, but but B Eight's always been one of my favorite numbers. Um, yeah, me too. Since I was a kid. So yeah. it's just kind of funny to hear that. um My other and- favorite number was three. So it's just, it's interesting.
1: Oh. Yeah.
0: And then, you know, you think about like if you were born, in-
1: I don't have an eight in my chart because I was born in the 90s. Yeah. Like, if you haven't, an- I think a lot of people from the 80s mm-hmm.
0: are dependent. They
1: think this way. Yes. Yeah. And you like, You wonder why a certain generation or a certain group of people acts in a way, and it's can kind of all simmer down to this what number are we looking at? Mm. Um, so So then we'll move into nine, yeah, and that's a threefold number, so it's the action end of the mind. Mm -hmm. And with the mind in action, it represents ambition or the physical aspect, Mm -hmm. responsibility, which is the thinking aspect, and idealism, which is the spiritual aspect. Mm -hmm. And so it combines the attributes of all of the previous numbers. So if you have a nine, you're kind of like this culmination of everything involved. Yeah. And earlier I talked about zero. It's more of a symbol rather than a number. And you're going to find them in a lot of birth charts and it's not, you're going to find there's no zero on the birth chart, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that it's, you know, doesn't Matter, yeah, it's actually an important symbolic significance. And anyone who has one or more zeros in their birth date, they have an inherent spirituality that they must recognize.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if they recognize it, it has the potential to assist them in understanding a deeper aspect of life, yeah. like their purpose or their power, and you know, all of the different parts of life.
0: Okay, cool. So, yeah. okay, so what. How do we figure out these numbers? Like what um, parts of us does this kind of apply to? Are there different parts? Like, tell me a little bit more about that. So
1: when you break down your numbers in the chart, yeah, on, it kind of looks like a tic-tac-toe board. If you check out your downloadable that comes with it, you will need that to break down your chart. So okay. I make sure to have it in front of you.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: on the left side, you'll see that it breaks down the basic self, the conscious self and the high self. Okay. And these are the different parts. So if you have a number within this plane, yeah, that's where you're going to really want to focus. Okay. So the first one is it's not the lowest. And a lot of us are going to live within that if we were born in the 19th century. So in the 1990s, the 1980s, 70s, whatever that is, I have three ones mm-hmm. in my chart. Mm-hmm so i am more of a basic self and it's the primary level of human expression through the body so it's your touch your smell your uh tasting and it's all the primary functions that go along with talking laughing crying and all your physical attributes okay and its motivation is largely largely reactive once we've grown old enough and it's the body's self-defense and instinctive behavior, mm-hmm. like sensation seeking your desire to control situations or blatant exhibitionist. So it's kind of like your ego that you're living through. So yeah. if you only stay within the basic self, you're never going to transcend into those other aspects of your life. And if you don't have the numbers that help you get to the other stages. Like we're going to talk about. Yeah. It can be really hard and you can get really frustrated. So the conscious self is the next level up. You'll see it on the birth chart. It falls within number two and that plane. Okay. That's the home of our thoughts and attitudes. Okay. It's where joy and sadness and our ability to choose which one we want to feel because we have to remember that that's our choice. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be things we face,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but how we handle them is given through the conscious self. Yeah. So if you don't have any numbers on that plane, you're going to have to work harder towards that. And you mm-hmm. may feel more inept in your ability to choose what you want to feel. Okay. It's also the domain of your memory, creativity, and idealism. Okay. Okay it's the bridge between the basic and the high self. So it's right between those two. So I have one, two, three. So I think I have an easier time, but my birth charts like completely empty otherwise. Yeah. And I won't get into all that because we're breaking down yours,
0: but then the high self.
1: Oh no. I, uh, I like still have to really work through mine because there's so much there. Yeah. The high self is the third plane Mm -hmm. and you'll see it on your birth chart. And this is your moral virtues and your philosophical ideas and your spiritual values. So yeah. the ens- essence of sensitivity and feeling and the aspect of our being that recognizes and determines our needs. Okay. It expresses itself as intuition, love, and wisdom. And it's the highest form of expression and action through the high self is largely right-brained it's creative spiritual and you're going to probably be more compassionate and you might consider yourself an empath type being yeah so with that being said Mm -hmm. there's also another side to your chart Mm -hmm. but we'll break that down a bit more as we go along cool
0: yeah i'm glad you broke these three parts down because um these are kind of like the essence of spirituality in itself and i think for those that are kind of spiritual people listening to this, I think you'll already know what these things are. But for those of you that aren't, um, I just think that was a really good breakdown to kind of, we're always striving to be our higher self. Right. So, um, and then being conscious is all, it's like the stepping stone getting us there. So I just appreciate you sharing that. So, um, like Becca said, there's going to be a downloadable that you guys can access. Um, and we'll talk more about that at the end, but Becca was so nice to put that together, um, for everybody that's listening to the show today. So thank you, Becca, for doing that. Um, I am nervous to get into my chart, (laughs) but let's do it. Yeah. So, uh, I, um,
1: I did put together the birth chart. It's okay. we're not going to go over everything for you guys to be able to decipher yours, but on the download you're going to find all that information. So you're cool. just go through, sort it out, and figure out where you're at. Mm-hmm. So the first step of doing all of this,
0: okay,
1: you're going to break down your birthday, okay, into just numbers. So the number of the month and Sarah Beth is eleven, mm-hmm. and then the day which is you're on the 30th. Mm -hmm. So that would be, you take out the zero. So you would just be a three Okay. and then you're 1987. So you would put, so you have three ones, Mm -hmm. you have a three and you have seven, eight, nine. Okay. That will break into this tic-tac-toe chart. You'll see, I've laid it out on the download. So you have all where the numbers should lay Cool. And then you can recreate your own cool and put the correct numbers in. Okay. So that's step two, the four short straight lines, two drawn horizontally, two vertically tic-tac-toe board is the all really the easiest way I can describe it. And then moving into step three, you're going to take each nine space Mm -hmm. and you're going to put your numbers in. Okay. So however many ones you have, they're going to go in the section for one. Okay. And you're just going to put and it doesn't matter if you're repeating numbers, because that's the point. The yeah. more numbers you have in a certain section, the stronger that section is going to be for you. Okay. And then the places that you don't have numbers, that's where you're going to find your weaknesses.
0: Okay. Um. So really quick, why do we take the zero out just out of curiosity?
1: It just doesn't mean anything. Oh, it doesn't mean anything. Okay. Got it's it. It's like, it like supports your journey of spirituality okay. and okay. that you- it's kind of a way of saying like, you need this, like you need to explore your spirituality, but it's not going to give you any idea as to why you're a certain way. It's just kind of like, it's like an emphasis and that in numerology in itself, zero will just emphasize like the point of the number. So like if you're looking at a certain number and it has a zero or like you're seeing a numerical symbol from, you know, whatever source you believe in. Yeah. The zero is just exemplifying Got it. that point. Cool. So now that your birth chart's constructed and you've put it together, mm-hmm. you have your basic individuality formula in place. Okay. And we are going to analyze that. It's going to have some various aspects. Okay. But we'll first need to observe the overall birth chart in its entirety, and that'll help you unlock the secrets to who you are and your inner self. Cool. So on the side of your birth chart, you're going to find the different planes and the first is your basic self. Second is the soul plane. And the third is the mind plane. We've gone over them. Mm -hmm. You, you know, want to back up and check them out again. We did talk through them. Mm -hmm. And so with Sarah, Beth's chart, she is eleven three nineteen eighty seven, 1987. And I know we've gone through this. We removed the zeros mm-hmm. and remembering that, that, that has a spiritual aspect and you in yourself are very spiritual. Mm-hmm. So that gives you like an understanding as to why you may feel called to something higher.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: Sarah's Sarah Beth's main spaces are within the basic self because she has mm-hmm. three ones,
0: mm-hmm. the
1: mind plane with one three. Mm -hmm. And then you cover the whole right side of the chart, which I haven't gone through yet. Mm -hmm. And those places are the physical plane, the higher self and the conscious self. Okay. That's going to be a little bit more on the download Mm -hmm. to go through and understand. Okay. But for Sarah with three ones, there are two distinctively different types of expression here. Mm -hmm. So you may fall. I think you fall within the second one, Mm -hmm. but you can, you can figure that out when I read it off. Okay. So the first type is most frequently encountered and this can determine, um, the different numbers you might have in your chart. So different things will offset each other. Cool. So you'll most likely encounter a talkative type or like somebody that likes to talk a lot, chatterbox, Mm -hmm. they're bright and interesting and they like to be involved in many activities. So I think have that yeah. aspect, yeah, definitely. But because you do not have a two in your chart, uh-huh. you may lean more towards the second group mm-hmm. who may be generally quiet, somewhat <laughs> introspective, yeah. and occasionally shy. But that yeah. really only happens with strangers until you become friendly or you're in company that makes you feel at ease, yeah, you'll become more perky and talkative. Yeah. And I, I think that that's, that you know, is definitely me. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah, It's like, I, you're yeah.
1: missing, you're missing a part on your chart. And so that's your way of figuring out like, okay, what do I lean into? What do I like? Okay. Don't have a two. So how can I be? And that's always up to you. Like, I don't like talking to strangers all mm. that much. So like, if you're not into that, You don't have to date, but at least you know.
0: Yeah, not in groups. I one-on-one feel like I can talk to anybody, but when it comes to groups, um, I'm just not that person that runs up and like wants to, which is really a funny paradox because like I do well at networking events because I target out people that look as nervous as I do or are by themselves. Like I can't just like walk up to a group, it's just so uncomfortable. So Funny. And, yeah, I mean that that
1: is I think for many people it's like that. Yeah. And having the understanding of like that's just
0: me. Yeah. It makes
1: you feel better. And yeah. and of course, and I do want to say this because things happen in our lives yeah. that change the way we handle certain situations. Mm-hmm. Like if you were in a group of people and they weren't as nice to you and right. like when I was a kid that kind of happened to me yep. and and I'm sure that you know you probably share same experiences and can mm-hmm. make you back off of things and and it's so nice to break these things down and understand like that was an experience, but this is who I am. Yeah. So with one, three, we're going to skip over the two because Sarah does not have a two, Mm -hmm. but she has one three. And Mm -hmm. I also want to make sure that, uh, with each number in your chart, you're going to have to figure out if you have like, let's say you have like, Sarah had three ones. Mm -hmm. That's where you're going to look into instead of like just one, one. Okay you want to make sure that you're addressing like the certain number that you have. Okay. So with one, three, it's the anchor of memory and it's the thing like a single three on the birth chart provides a natural quality that will capably support the people with it throughout their life as long as it's maintained. Mm -hmm. So if you don't focus on this side of your life, things will atrophy and you'll have to strengthen them and work on them again. Okay. So it helps you maintain alert mental activity Mm -hmm. and with mental strength and agility, those are vital foundations that cultivate a balanced and optimistic understanding of life. Yeah. The people that have this generally have a happy disposition and they can readily apply themselves successfully to most tasks. Mm -hmm. And you usually possess an above average level of self-confidence which can attribute to your success in life. Mm-hmm. So I think you. I think that it gives you this great ability of mental strength because mm-hmm. while I think sometimes you may struggle, you always come back to come back home to that idea that like I'm going to get through it. Yeah, and that's the most important part. And that this has really uh, given you that good basis. But of course, like if you're not focused on that, you're going to, you're going to lose it and you're not going to have a connection to it because that's at the highest plane that's in your high self. So your ego, all of that is going to try to keep that low. Okay. You're not going to be able to tap into it unless you're aware.
0: That makes sense.
1: (laughs) It's wild. It's so wild.
0: Yeah. So
1: now, because Sarah's chart in the middle is empty, we're going to move to the number seven. She Mm -hmm. has one seven. And that's the highest number in the physical plane. It's going to represent a special function of human life. And it indicates the amount of learning one must amass generally through sacrifice.
0: Okay. So if
1: you've had a, you know, a deep philosophical type lifestyle, and that's where the significant lies within those two domains of the physical, Mm -hmm. which seven represents the practical activity as a mean to uh, learn and teach it's spiritual it's Mm -hmm. the temple number like we talked about and it's the respiratory of philosophy truth and wisdom Mm -hmm. so if you have a seven you're probably going to be more um detached from worldly possessions yeah and have the ability to integrate body and soul and i think you're somebody that does that you have this understanding and you've had some sacrifice in your life. You've lost someone who is extremely close to you. Yeah. And while that was not an ideal part of your life, it gave you power that other people don't necessarily possess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It did. I don't think this is like hard for me to word in the way that I want it to be because I would rather have my dad here than like anything mm-hmm. 100%. in the world. hundred percent. Um, I don't think I'd be the person that I am today though, if he were here. And that's mostly because I valued his opinion over mine, like a hundred percent. Um, and, and so I don't think I would have went out on a limb with a lot of, like, I don't know that I would have started my own business. I would have been too worried. I don't know if I would have, dived into spirituality. My dad was a pretty religious man. I don't want to say deeply religious. I, he felt that religion was the foundation for his values and, and the way that he wanted to live his life. But, um, I wouldn't say that it was just everything that he talked about, I guess is the way I want to say that. Um, but he, he used it to instill values in our life, which I think is appropriate. Um, just personally, but, I don't think he would have been on board with the spiritual stuff. I mean, maybe now looking down at me, maybe I don't know. Um, you know, so I just don't know if I would have even uh, felt comfortable like looking into it because I like to talk about what I learn, um, and I I just don't think that's something we would have seen eye to eye on. So I, you know, I think that that was the catalyst for me really discovering who I am um, was kind of getting the chance to branch out on my own and listen to my inner voice, you know, instead of my dad's opinion, which helped me for many years, but maybe not so much um discovering myself. Yeah. 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 And I think
1: that that on um, like getting that understanding mm-hmm. and seeing what you would have done versus it's just it's such an eye-opening thing to learn about. Yeah. It is. And so it also helps us release our identity with physical possessions. Yeah. So, and you did that on your move to Michigan. You really parted ways with a lot of things.
0: I wanted to sell everything. That. Like I literally wanted to sell everything that I owned and keep my dog. Like that's it. Um, and my car, maybe I need my car, but yeah. 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 I, And so, so my question for that is, is that an inherent thing? Like, because so so I asked that because my dad was not um, materialistic at all, um, and and so he had things that he loved and he had a lot of them like for example tractors right but like who's gonna brag about like how many tractors they have outside of farmers, um, so you know he he had things he enjoyed but he never. Had flashy vehicles, and he was a successful entrepreneur. He could have definitely had whatever he wanted, basically, um, and he drove just not that. and And so, you know, I think about that a lot. I felt more like it was something instilled in me, but do you feel like it's a little bit of both? What was his birthday? Oh, his birth he was a Sagittarius too. Um, oh my God. His- yeah, his birthday was December 16th, 1933.: Okay. So he has no sevens, which is interesting. I know. No, he. But, I would not call him spiritual. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> sorry, Dad. I love you, but I don't think he would have resonated with it at all. <laughs> no, no. But see, that's
1: it. That could just be like an inherited type thing. Yeah. Um, and it's the way you frame, you know, how you feel about things. Like if someone in your life was that way, then you're probably gonna be like that. But yeah. okay. seven also has a lot of health and love concerned within it. Okay. So it's any loss within that area is intended to strengthen and purify our habits and attitudes. So like okay. you losing your father yeah. was kind of that strength and yeah. purity, like purifying how you live your life Yeah. and how you go for things. And it's really here, you have this number to fulfill your purpose on earth And to ensure that your health is properly nourished. Cool. That's just, I mean, I think that's, it's very vast, that certain number, but there are so many things within it that I think are so important. Yeah. And so moving on, Sarah has one eight in her chart. And so she will be more methodical and meticulous when living positively. Mm, That's true. Yeah. 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 I, uh, <laughs> I was, so I wish I had an eight because eight's my favorite number, but of course I don't have one in my chart. Yeah. And so, but on the other hand, apathy and instability prevail when you exist negatively. So if you live a negative lifestyle, that eight's going to work against you.
0: Let me tell you. Yeah. It <laughs> and does. I'm sure you go back and forth. You probably yeah. face both sides of things.
1: And mm-hmm. so it's being, it's like a mindful thing. Yeah. It's understanding, like I might feel negative, but I can curb it another way.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so tidiness with mm-hmm. considerable attention to detail and a feel for efficiency comes natural to these people. And
0: yeah, I, sorry to interrupt you, but that's interesting. No, it's okay. The negativity. So my first thought is And I don't know if other people are like this too. I feel like they are because I've heard this somewhere. Um, My house is a direct representation of how I'm feeling. So if my house is completely cluttered, which is not usual for me, but sometimes, um, then usually inside, I feel cluttered, like in my head. So is that kind of what that, like the working against me? Yeah, that's what I figured. Yep. So, um, that, and I'm the same way,
1: like, if I'm not feeling good emotionally. You'll see it on the outside when it comes to like cleaning up and keeping things tidy. Um, there's a practical wisdom that comes with the development of that and the independence that happens and understanding, like, I'm not feeling good. Look at my surroundings. So it comes back to the mindful part. Yeah. And if you choose that negative path, you'll become more emotionally unstable. You'll be reactive and restless very much. And it'll result in frequent changes in your home or your Mm -hmm. career, or maybe you'll bounce relationships. Mm -hmm. So it's this factor of understanding, like I might feel bad and I might feel like I'm in a negative headspace, but that's, that's not how I have to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just understanding that you're in control yeah Great. so with we're gonna get all the way to the top this is the last number in sarah's chart and she has one nine and a lot of us uh if you know i mean i don't want to knock the gen z i don't know <laughs> if you're listening to this but i think many people who are probably tuning in are in their 30s or late 20s mm-hmm. and you have some 90s influence or eighties. So you're going to have a nine in there. And yeah, you were born in the 1900s, which
0: this is crazy to even say, freaks
1: me out. Uh, (laughs) you'll have a nine, you'll have some type of nine. I have two nines because I was born in 1991. Okay. So that most beneficial application of one nine in the birth chart is to express it through balance of all three aspects. So you may have some fantasies or you may overcompensate for past errors or you want to omit certain things Mm -hmm. and that'll lead to like different reactions. So the one nine, you're going to see ambition, responsibility, and idealism. And Mm -hmm. they're the three major qualities of nine of just one nine. Okay. It's, the power of the foundation of humanity's driving force over the past century, like I was talking about the 1900s. If you have a nine, you're probably born in that space, if, you yeah. know, 2000s, it would have been 2009 and then 2019. And that's it. Unless you were born on like a nine
0: day. Wow. That's crazy.
1: Isn't it? And yeah. so <laughs> as we go into this deeper, we realize why certain generations are the way they are. Yeah because this nine gives us an understanding as to, okay, I'm this certain way, but like, if you, I mean, think about the kids that were born in the 2000s.
0: Yeah, They have
1: three zeros they have to omit. So yes. some of them may end up with like one, two numbers on their birth chart. So if that's you, I'm sorry,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, but so back to nine, uh, it's responsible for our drive to find out more about life and how we have control of it.
0: Yeah.
1: And the most beneficial application of one nine on the birth chart is to express it through balance of the three aspects.
0: Yeah. So yeah. that balance. Yeah. Yes.
1: He coming back to that and understanding that the practice of temperance is vital. And if you have moderation in all things suitable cut that part Um, (laughs) but yes practice of temperance is vital
0: cool yeah so i I, (laughs) i've been doing you know a rebrand which you already know Uh but part of that right i've been also diving into myself and my values um since i'm the brand and i'm not even gonna i'm not gonna get into all that but um a lot of these words that you keep um, bringing up through the chart are words that I have written down about my own personal values, like balance, for example. Yeah. Balance is a really, really big one. Um, freedom of course, for me is another really big one.
1: Um, but,
0: but balance, uh, you know, I am pretty confident that that was my word of the year last year. I still haven't figured out what my word was last year. I'm pretty sure it was balance. Um, and so that's just a really big word for me. And you've said it a few times, which, which means a lot to me. So that's very interesting. And just because you
1: may not have lived your life a certain way, like the way you've wanted to, right. You know, it's, it's a great basis to start in a new way and to recognize those things. And, and I think that they resonate with you when yeah. you come to it and you realize it. And I think that's amazing that one of your words is balance. Yeah. Cause it's like really where it's all laid out. It's like yeah. having the understanding that you're going to, you might feel one way, but you have the control to balance it out, do something that makes you feel good, come off of whatever negative space you're in yeah. and, That pretty much plays into everybody's life too, yeah. And giving that awareness, yeah, giving it awareness is really the best you can do,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, um, that's always been, I guess, the biggest struggle for me is like, so I have been trying to live much differently, right? So the way I learned things versus the way I want to be, uh, is kind of like a constant struggle for me. And I feel like I like what you said about like, it's okay. And this is like something that we go through because it's, uh, can kind of get me down if I feel like I've backtracked or like acted like I used to or something like that. Yeah. I feel that I definitely, I mean, last couple
1: of weeks I've been I feel like I've reverted back into some practices that I don't like, like negativity. And I think it's also just, we forget that we're in different seasons Yeah. and different seasons of life and you're going to find yourself having to reassess like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I'm back in that place. What made me get out of that?
0: And yes. like, that's the
1: meditate that's like, comes back to the spiritual work of understanding. Like I have this control. Yeah. My spirit can control this.
0: Yeah. It's tough. Cause I just want to arrive and that's not even what life is about. And I think that was like the hardest thing for me to understand and, and hear was that you yeah. like, you're never really going to arrive, <laughs> which still kind of makes me a little, Oh, like on the inside, when I even say it, um, because I feel like I'm always wanting to strive towards something, whether it's personally, professionally, um, you know, I've had life coaches in the past that uh, I wasn't ready to hear what they had to say, you know, and they were like, why do you want another, you know, degree or certificate? And I'm like, shut up. I do what I want. And, you know, like <laughs> leave, leave me, alone. me alone. I need to strive towards something, you know, um, but really just kind of understanding myself a little more and accepting myself for who I am and not what I do, um, has been a really big part of it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's huge. I figuring out how we can best navigate things is it's the only way that you can live your life and like find purpose, in my opinion. I mean, the more we self, um, like the more we dissect ourselves, yeah. I think the better the collective becomes. Yeah, I agree. Because we're all working on bettering ourselves and, and that's all you can do.
0: Yeah, and that's why I love tools like this because it, it allows you to kind of get to know yourself better. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once, like Becca said, once we start really diving into that, it does help the world. I think being aware of what works, what doesn't work, constantly reassessing ourselves like those are the things that are going to progress us all forward and you know have a better collective karma and and things like that too um so yeah i just i appreciate you i appreciate you coming on and and talking about this and sharing this um you know she has the download she's also going to share the book that um, a lot of this comes from so like just so many resources here for you guys to check out um, so, uh, thank you, Becca. Thanks for being of on here. Course. Of course. Yeah. And I also want to, um, if you have kids, if you, mm. you
1: know, whenever that happens for you, I think it's a really great way to understand your child
0: That's and awesome. to know
1: like who they're going to be Yeah. and, and kind of give them that space of like, they may seem a little aloof or they may struggle in certain aspects, or they may do better in other areas. And, that gives parents the ability to support, support their children in ways that they may not have known before. And I think so for important. somebody like me, yeah, I wish, I wish I knew about this before I turned 30, Me too. but the best thing you can do is understand it and go from there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But this
1: is great. I am so excited that Yay! you guys, I hope that you learned something. I hope that you're able to learn more about yourself. And if you have any questions, let me know.
0: Yeah. And thanks. Thanks so much. And thanks everybody for listening. Um, thanks for supporting, you know, new ideas, ideas, ideas that might be to some outside of the box or different than they've experienced before. I just appreciate the open mind. I know if you listen to my show, you have an open mind, like you just, you would have to, (laughs) um, so yeah, so I just appreciate you all and I appreciate you Becca. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on the podcast.